Hi guys, it's the Adopted Cat Podcast, episode 6. We are going to talk today about the free-to-good home adverts, you know the ones, the ones you see on the popular websites for items for sale, and also you find the free-to-good home adverts in the newspaper sections, and I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into what happens to our pets when we offer them free to good homes. Firstly, like, why do people give their pets up this way anyway? I mean, you know, there's unexpected circumstances, people get ill, they have injuries, you know, there could be a death in the family, economic collapse. People have every good intentions to offer their pets free to a good home. I mean, they really care about their pets. They don't want to make any money from their pets they just want to find a loving home and a loving family in order to give their pet up you know at the end of the day whatever has happened has happened within this person's life and they just can't look after their pet anymore the one thing that i did read when i was researching this which was quite upsetting was a free pet is a disposable pet so What can happen to your pet if you offer it free to a good home via one of these websites or in the newspaper classified section? So they could end up being abandoned on the streets or or marginally owned by the person who takes this pet on because they, you know, they kind of wanted a pet but they're not really that interested in looking after them full time so they could... Like if they, were, if they had a cat, they'd just open the door and let it just wander out and feed it outside. Like they might not look after your pet in the in the way that you would have looked after that pet. And they could also be abused by the person that has taken them in. There are also other categories of people that search for these free-to-good-home adverts on the internet and in, in the newspaper sections. So your pet dog or cat could could wind up as live bait for dog fighting circles. So they may use your pet in order to, to train their dog fighting dogs. Or they may actually use your pet as a dog fighter. Your pet could be sold at a flea market or an auction. I mean, at the end of the day, the person that's actually got your pet, they, they don't care. They, they got your animal free so they may as well make money from it at the end of the day they have absolutely no attachment to your pet so they could just resell it and make money off them the other thing is is that they could be sold to a class b dealer so these class b dealers are licensed by the usda to buy animals from random sources and the animals from these random sources could come from auctions, pounds, newspaper ads, including these free-to-good-home adverts. And some pets can, can be stolen or illegally trapped strays. As of February 2013, there were only seven active Class B dealers remaining in the US. However, these sources round up thousands of cats and dogs each year. And then what these Class B dealers do is they'll sell them to laboratories or research facilities. Your pet could become a breeding machine at a mill. So they have a life of just 
breeding kittens or breeding puppies, especially if your your pet is a, a pedigree pet and it's a high in demand pet. So the, the mill breeders will make money out of them. They could also be used for live food bait for exotic animals. I mean, you're offering your pet for free. So if it's a cat or a rabbit or a gerbil or a mouse, it's probably going to end up as food for a snake. And there's also instances of animals being sacrificed in cult rituals, especially around Halloween. I know shelters don't adopt out black and white cats around these sort of times because of cult rituals surrounding Halloween. So I'm really not trying to scare monger anybody with this podcast. It, it really is a reality for 9 out of 10 animals that can end up with one of these fates when you offer your pet for free to good home. These dangers are an absolute reality. So what can you do to minimise one of these things from happening to your pet? You could actually charge something like a hundred or two hundred dollars. So let's think about this. If the person considering your pet can't afford a hundred or two hundred dollars, then how the hell are they going to afford food or vet bills or toys? So when you have somebody coming round for your free to good home animal, just screen the person. Does this person seem like a a pet lover to you? Like interview them. Try and find out who this person is. Uh, for your pet's sake, it's worth giving up an hour at least before you actually give up your your pet to some complete stranger. You could also draw up a contract, a adoption pet agreement to the person that you're handing over your pet to. You could state that you don't want them to be resold to a research company. You could also fix your pet before adopting it, spay or or neuter them before you hand them over. This will limit the chances of becoming a mill breeding machine. If you strap for cash, maybe you could see if your vet or local animal shelter offers some reduced rates in order to help you out. You could also turn your pet into a shelter. There probably is going to be a surrender fee. I think here in Canada it's something in the region of $300. But this covers the cost for the shelter as well because they're, they're more than likely going to spray on you to your pet if you haven't done that yourself. And at least you're giving your pet a fighting chance of finding a loving home through a, a, a more correct means rather than doing it through a free to good home commercial. So that's our topic for today. I just wanted to cover the free to good home ads because I think people are probably not aware of what's going on. Like the the deeper, the more evil side of the free to good home adverts. And you can find loads of resources on, on the internet about this. I've, it's for sure more tragic things are happening to our animals than we would care to think unfortunately not everybody out there is a loving pet owner and that's one thing to bear in mind when you're offering your pet this way to somebody and like i stated before you're probably giving your pet up for free because you can't afford them anymore 
which I completely understand. There are there are circumstances in which it is painful and terrible, and we do may have to give our pet up in order to just survive ourselves. But you still do love this animal, and you still need to be aware of what goes on. So just to end this show on a more lighter note, we're going to talk about Gatsby and his sausage stealing. On Saturday morning, well, on the previous night, I pulled out some sausages from the freezer in order to thaw out, and my husband fed Gatsby on Saturday morning, and apparently, after he'd been fed, um, I I think my husband had gone upstairs then, later on had come downstairs to um, make a coffee for both of us on Saturday morning, he noticed on the counter that Gatsby had got up, pierced the sausage packet and got into a pack of sausages. I mean, it it didn't look like he, he ate them, which was, was good news for me because I think there could be bad news in the litter box had he had done. I think he was just, like, poking around with them and, yeah... He, he damaged like three of the sausages. So it's Gatsby the sausage stealer this week. We also bought him um, a new corrugated cat box scratcher. It's like loads of cardboard boxes that have all stuck together and it's retro looking on the outside with loads of like little cats on the outside. Um, he really enjoys that. He sits on top of the box and looks all regal and looks around at everybody like he's the king of the castle. You're the dirty rascal. <laughs> so he likes his corrugated cat box scratcher. We all, I also bought him an, a blanket that I put next to his box and it matches him perfectly. It's like grey and yellow, which matches his grey fur and his yellow eyes. And it's like a little baby mat and it has toys on it that he can play with and it's all crinkly sounding he loves that crinkly sounding cat toys we've we've been finding him lead on his new rug sweetie it's funny when you um have a cat you you never know when you go to the store and you're looking at toys for them what they're gonna like and what they're not gonna like so it's very hit and miss and sometimes I'm really reluctant to buy him stuff because I've bought him stuff in the past that he's not ever been interested in and when I buy him other stuff that I think oh he may like it he may not like it that he ends up liking it so I like to spoil him from time to time he is an older cat he's he's five so he's not a kitten anymore so finding stuff that he enjoys to play with and use is is really nice. So if you have a pet that you think is not very playful or they're very hard to entertain, just keep buying loads of different things because you are going to find the thing that is going to entertain them. I don't believe that cats are boring and cats don't like to play. I just think that you need to find the one thing that they enjoy to play with. Gatsby loves his feathers, so I know that if I buy something with feathers on it, he's going to be engaged. So you just need to find that thing that engages your cat. So thanks for listening, guys, once again. Short and sweet. Less than 20 minutes, I think this one's going to be. So if you have any show suggestions that you would like me to look into, 
You can email me at theadoptedcat at gmail.com. You can also stay social with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google+. And there's also my blog on WordPress. I'm hoping to develop my podcast into much longer podcasts. It would be nice to set up interviews with people and hopefully make the show a little bit longer than it has been in the past. But it's in development. I'm still new to this. So please bear with me. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time on episode 7. Bye!